Welcome to The God Solution, where we discuss answers to humanity's questions about God and God's answers for humanity's questions. I'm Nate Herbst, and I'm thrilled you're listening. We're going to have a bit of a different show this morning. You might remember from last summer how we had the Crush Fear students sharing snapshots of God and different perspectives about God. This year, we're going to change it up a little bit. We are doing Crush Fear again, so we have students from all over the country here in Durango crushing their fears. And part of the project involves them talking a little bit on the radio this morning about what God has done in their lives. We typically talk a lot about the evidence for faith, the evidence for Christianity and things like that. So today we're going to go to a more experiential realm and talk about what God has actually done in real people's lives. The first person that's going to share about her life is Aaron. So Aaron, what has God done in your life? Hi, I'm Aaron, and seven months ago I actually didn't believe that God existed. But in October of this year, I accepted Christ as my Savior, and in January of this year, I was baptized. Before I was a Christian, my unhealthy family life made me feel that there couldn't be a God that cared about me, and I thought that if there was a God, I'd already done too many bad things to get into heaven. At that time, I sort of felt like my life had no purpose, and consequently, I was really terrified of death. However... Once I started learning of the characteristics of God, I began to understand that in his love for us, he sent Jesus to wash away all of our sins. It's through no good deeds of my own that I could live eternally in heaven. When I started to understand this, I now felt that I didn't have to live a perfect life for others, but rather, I knew that my life should be lived to bring glory to God because of his grace, mercy, and righteousness, which brought purpose to my life and an understanding that Jesus means I can live a life without fear. A full, peaceful life of purpose. Next, we're going to have Eric. Hi, my name is Eric, and about a year and a half ago, I was at Dare to Share Conference down in Denver, Colorado, and that is where I first accepted Christ into my life. And before that, I had pretty much just fulfilled my life with swimming and through my girlfriend, and I always felt like something was just missing deep down inside of me, and I didn't really know what it was until... About my senior year of high school when I went to our FCA meeting, which is Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and we were discussing just like our daily struggles through life and how I related to like what they were going through, but how much happier they were than me. And I wanted to find that happiness. I didn't really find that happiness through swimming or through my girlfriend or like through anything at my school, but until about a month and a half later, Dare to Share, when I decided that I really wanted that happiness. And since then, I have just been on fire for God and just like he's been so good to me and he's brought me through a lot his strength has carried me through some tough times this past year at college and he's just been working in my life ever since and it's just wonderful to see what he's brought me through. Ellen would you like to share what God has done in your life? Yeah absolutely growing up it was really difficult for me to kind of put my faith in God simply because I grew up without a biological father so I struggled with the notion that something as amazing as a heavenly father could love me when you know I didn't really have an earthly one this past year actually coming to college is when I finally understood the magnitude of what God has done for us I met two girls in college who were Christians and we had a lot in common so I just kind of started going to church with them and I remember I was sitting through a worship session and really listening to the words of the music and they just they totally spoke to me and it's then that I understood that, you know, God gave his son Christ for our sins and anything that I'd ever gone through up to that point just was kind of washed away and I knew that, you know, I really wanted to believe in God. I kind of struggled with a lot of things up until that point. I lost a lot of friends to death and disease, so it was difficult, but, you know, after listening to worship and just really plugging myself into the church is when I really came to Christ. Thanks so much for sharing. 
Next, we're going to hear from Delina. Delina, why don't you share with us a little bit about what God has done in your life? So my name is Delina, and I grew up in a Christian home with my mom and dad. Growing up, I didn't really understand what it meant to be a Christian and put more faith in my mom than God. Since I didn't have a firm foundation on God's Word, it was only a matter of time before something would knock me down to rock bottom. My parents divorced when I was 15, and the small ounce of faith I had in God diminished. I spent a year full of pain and depression running away from what God had to offer, which was his comfort. At Hume Lake Christian Camp in California, one of the speakers talked about the problems he had with his father, and they were much like my own. God spoke to me and asked if I was ready to give everything over to him. When I finally gave everything over to Christ, my life began to change. Since I made the decision to live my life for Christ, my life has been given purpose. The joy that I have is something I know I could never live without, and it's all because of Jesus Christ in my life. Choosing Jesus has been the most fulfilling decision of my life. Thank you so much for sharing. Anil, you are my friend from Nepal. I was in Nepal back in 1997. So Anil, welcome to The God Solution. Thank you, Nate. My name is Anil, and I was born and raised up in a country called Nepal. It is in between India and China in Southeast Asia. I knew about Christ when I was like five years old from my kindergarten teacher, and my mom and dad served Christ by the missionaries, and I started going to church. And it was really good. I was really, really actively involved in youth group and Bible study. When I was to go to school, it was like a different story. Back in school, you know, my teachers, my friends used to like, oh, you follow the white man religion. Or like they, I didn't used to like how they used to tease me, you know, just because I love Jesus. But God always gave me patience and His Holy Spirit in me, so there always like be uh, humbleness and you know politeness and like you used to answer them question, but I didn't like them because I didn't to hang out with them because every time I used to hang out with them, you know, like they used to say like, oh, you're white man religion, like I didn't like that. And like after that, I came to America and like you know for my further study and like growing up here, going to um, the master plan is like a, a Christian youth club, and I grew a lot and you know a Holy Spirit in me worked out and like I love sharing my faith and talking about. Jesus. Thank you so much for sharing, Anil. Next, we have Amy, a fellow Cardinal fan. Glad you're here, Amy. Thanks, Nate. Have you ever felt like you weren't good enough or that you were always striving for a goal you could never achieve or attain? Well, that was me. My father always told me I wasn't good enough, and although he explained to me how God sent his only son to pay the penalty for every stupid thing we've done by dying on the cross, I never felt like God really loved me. Even though none of us is perfect, I always felt like God was never satisfied with me. I accepted Christ's gift, but upon entering college, I started seeking acceptance and love from guys in relationships, even though I knew it was a false fulfillment, a hole only God could fill completely. One day I heard how much God really loves us, that all we have to do is accept his gift of dying on the cross, no matter what we've done in the past, what we will do in the future, or how good we think we are. I'd always just heard these things, but they really sunk in because of how unfulfilled and empty I was feeling, trying to fill the hole in my heart that only God could fill. Now that I have realized this fact, I don't have to fear that something I do will make God love me less. We all make mistakes, and sometimes we may not feel accepted by people, but in God's eyes, we're made perfect through His Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. James? So, my name is James, and I grew up in a Christian home. When I was about six years old, my mom led me to Christ, and from that time on, I really just did what He wanted to with my whole heart when I was a kid. Then about high school came, and I started departing from that. I started hanging out with the wrong crowd and really just departed from what he wanted me to do with my life. Then senior year came, and I started partying and drinking and really just forgot who God was and what he had done for me. Then about the end of my freshman year of college, I hit rock bottom, and I realized that my life had no meaning, and it was just so empty without him. 
And at that time, I recommitted my life to Christ. And at that time, he changed my life and really made me whole again. Thanks. Bonnie, what's God been doing in your life? Even though I would have always considered myself a Christian, I wasn't always truly Christian. I grew up going to church and believed that God was real. I knew Jesus died on the cross for my sins, but I didn't understand what it meant. In high school, I found myself striving for perfection, especially in my academics. I put my identity in being a good student and a friend. I was also filled with a constant worry. I wanted to grow closer to God, but I did little to make it happen. When I got to college, I joined Campus Crusade for Christ and joined a Bible study. I learned and began to truly believe that I don't need to worry because God has a wonderful plan for my life. While reading in the book of Luke how Jesus uh, died on the cross to cover all of our sins, it was then that I felt and understood for the first time that God's love that was so great was behind Jesus' death. Since putting my total trust in Christ, I have realized that perfection is only in Christ. I know that I will never be perfect, and that's okay because God sees me as perfect, because when God sees me, he sees Jesus in the perfect life that he lived. My greatest hope is for everyone to know that they are loved by God, and his love is greater than any love anyone or anything on this earth can give you. Great, great stuff. Forrest, it looks like you're next. Thanks, Nate. I'm Forrest. I grew up in Moab, Utah. I grew up in a single mother home, and my parents divorced when I was nine months old. It was just really hard growing up in that situation where I never had a father that I could just trust in completely. And so that's kind of how I viewed God. I grew up hearing the message of Jesus and what he did for me, but I never really understood it until college with uh, the campus ministry, Master Plan Ministries. I had a really close friend, Ricardo from El Salvador. He just really taught me what God's all about is just loving others. He gives that free gift of that abundant life that I can't even explain. And that's just where I really committed my life to Christ. Hope. Hello, my name is Hope. I was born into a Christian home. My parents actually were divorced. My father was Mormon, but my stepfather adopted me when I was five years old, and he was a Christian. So I was able to grow up in a Christian home with my mom and my stepfather. Um, when I was eight years old, I accepted Jesus Christ into my heart at a summer camp. But when I was 10, a cousin of mine died in an accident, and I felt like God had rejected me, like he'd left me, that he wasn't there for me through all my pain. It took a long time for me to realize that he had never left me. I was never alone, that he was there to hold me through all of the pain, all the hard things that were going on in my life. When I was 17 years old, I accepted him um, and really started to follow him. I had already had him in my heart, but I wasn't really realizing how much he really loved me, that he'd never left me. So from that point on, I really started to follow him. Um, I went off into college, got involved with Master Plan Ministries, and really learned what it was like to grow in my faith, um, have believers around me to help me, and how important fellowship was. And that was a huge thing in my life and something that God has really used to continue to grow me and show me how important it is that we have one another in our lives to continually point us to Jesus Christ. Thanks so much for sharing your story. Next, we're going to hear from Cody, who is a local here. Cody, what's God done in your life? Growing up in a Christian home, I accepted Christ at a young age. But as I got older, I started drifting away from God. All that was left was confusion, anger, and hopelessness. I was empty. This went on for years until my freshman year of high school, when I was invited to my friend's house for a youth group. I was totally amazed at what i seen. Everybody was happy, confident, and excited. They had something to live for. Immediately, I knew that I wanted whatever they have. So I started letting Jesus lead my life. And he changed me as a person. Thank you, Cody. Next, we're going to hear from Christy. I came to know and surrender my life to Christ at a young age. My parents made clear to me that we all fall short of God's glory and fully deserve his wrath for our sin. Our only way to God is through the substitutionary death of Jesus, his son. 
Even though I understood this, I still relied on my works to save me. Instead of living for God, I read my Bible and sang worship songs for other people's approval. I thought I was a pretty good person, and Jesus' death and resurrection was simply an add-on to my good life. When I went to college, God made clear to me that Jesus is my only hope for salvation. Through a godly church, Campus Crusade for Christ, and other believers, the Lord taught me just how great my pride is, but His grace is greater still. Although I am so undeserving, Christ still chose to take the punishment for my sin and gave me His righteousness, the righteousness of God. Day by day, I have to continually remind myself of this humbling, glorious truth. Thank you so much, Christy. Colin, looks like you're next. Hello. My life revolved around partying, smoking, and not really caring about anything but what was good for myself. Until I received Jesus Christ in college, my life started to change. I am now fulfilled and more happy. And through groups like Connect and Campus Crusades, my life is now way better. And now I get to fellowship with other people and overcome obstacles and crushing fears. Awesome. Jenny, what has God done in your life? I was raised in a Christian home, but my parents were of different denominations, and that made going to church a really difficult issue when I was younger. As a result, I never really understood what it meant to be a Christian. As I grew up, I started encountering more and more problems. I fought with my parents, I struggled with depression, and I stopped speaking to my best friend. In high school, things improved a little, but not much. Then, the summer before my senior year of high school, my parents got divorced. It was the hardest time in my life. Going to college was the best blessing I could have asked for. I joined a Bible study, and it was there that I heard the gospel in a clear, concise way for the first time in my life. I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior, and he's been repairing my broken relationships and helping me work through conflicting emotions ever since. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The God Solution on KDUR 91.9 and 93.9 FM here in Durango and KDUR.org online. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to some of the Crush Fear students share about what God has done in their lives. And I'm glad you're tuned in. Get ready to hear from more Crush Fear students sharing about what God has done in their lives. Next, we're going to hear from Isaac. Hey, my name is Isaac, and basically I grew up in a Christian home with my brother. My mom really kept us in the church. Security Arts Catholic Church is the church that we go to down in Denver. I used to play piano there. My little brother used to play the electric guitar. But while going there, I really didn't have that fellowship with Christ until I came to college. I really got discipled. I really got to know the word of God, you know, in one verse out of the Bible, Mark 8:36, where is a man to gain a whole world but lose his soul? It's like me in high school. I was just chasing after fool's gold and not chasing after the word of God. So doing that really got me involved and in getting involved with TNL, master plan and crew really got me on the right track as far as, you know, finding my purpose in life. So just striving to make God my own all, and that's my testimony. Awesome. Thank you so much, Isaac. Tina, what's God been doing in your life? Well, my name's Tina Ray. I was born into a home that wasn't really a Christian home. My dad was an alcoholic for like 16 years in my life, so most of my childhood was kind of surrounded by that. And so by the time I got to about junior high, I kind of figured out that my life was a lot different than other people's. And so I kind of thought that I was going to go down that same path as my dad. So I just decided it was inevitable. So I started drinking and partying a lot. 
which increased until high school when I kind of hit rock bottom where I was partying almost every day and just doing a lot of crazy stuff and my life was very empty. I got to college and I had kind of some good friends around me that were uh, Christians and just really started showing me the hope that they had in Christ and how it was different than where I had been before. So I kind of slowly started pursuing God, but I was afraid to until one of my friends approached me and asked me if I wanted to go to a Christian conference with them. That was really like the first time that I heard the gospel very clearly and understood it. That was when I really decided to follow Christ with my life, just realizing that God was true and that that was where I was going to get my purpose from because I had never known purpose before that. So since then, God's just been doing a lot of really cool things in my life through discipleship and just college ministries. And I'm just really excited to see what God is going to do with the rest of my life. Thank you so much, Chris, my dear friend, Chris, right here from Fort Lewis College. I've had a lot of fun seeing God work in your life, and I'm excited that you get to share about that with our audience this morning. So why don't you tell us what God's been doing in your life? Hey, my name's Chris, and I grew up in a First Presbyterian church, and I felt like it was more of an obligation and a job to go to church every Sunday, and I just felt this empty feeling in my heart, and that resorted to going to high school and brought up like drinking and smoking and just a lot of bad stuff, and it was basically resorting to just living by my own needs and wants, and one night I ended up drinking too much and ended up in the hospital, and after that, maybe like a week later, I met Jake up on campus, and he um, invited me to a retreat, and that's where I first heard the gospel, and I just saw God's love, and just everybody who was just living out for God, and I saw that I really needed that. And that Sunday, I ended up accepting Christ. And in the end, he gave me a purpose for my life. And he gave me a desire to lead um, through a Bible study that next year. And it was really good just seeing, like, my growth and just um, everybody's growth and connect, um, which I'm involved in right now. And, like, I'm forever changed. And every day, I want to grow with God and grow in my walk with God and, and in that relationship. And... One of the main verses that really stuck out was John eight twelve. Like when he spoke, when Jesus spoke to the people, he said, "I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life." And after reading that so many times, I really wanted that light. I wanted Jesus in my life, and that's what changed me, and that's what I continue to live my life for. So, thanks so much, Chris, Angie Pratt. Not a Cardinal fan, but a Philly fan, but we love you still. Why don't you tell us about what God's done in your life? Thanks, Nate. My name's Angie, and definitely haven't always been a Christian. I grew up in what I would call a Christer home, a Christmas and Easter home, where Jesus was sort of around, but really only on those two days. And church wasn't a big deal, and really just being good enough was where we were at. And so I heard a lot about God. I, I sort of believed in him, but it just wasn't a big part of my life. And that led to a lot of foolish decisions, just living for myself and doing things that I wanted to do, things like going out and staying out all night, partying, and really just living life my own way. God really interrupted my life when I was 18 through a lot of different things. But bottom line, it came down to seeing that I just was not good enough no matter what I did. It never was good enough and that all the stuff that I was doing was not what God wanted. And I just saw my desperate, desperate need for Jesus Christ. And 
someone shared that with me and I just knew deep in my heart that I was so far apart from God and I needed his son who died on the cross and rose again three days later to come into my life and to save me. And I turned my life over, handed it all to him. And, and he really started doing crazy things in my life, uh, really awesome things. I started instantly. My life changed. I, I wanted to serve him and I really had this love for people and was able to forgive people that had hurt me in the past. And since then, God's just been doing really neat things in my life too. been able to lead me into ministry and get to hang out with all these great students who are up here for Crush Fear. Yeah, I'm just really thankful God stopped and interrupted my life and was able to turn my life over to him. Wonderful. Tyler, what's God been doing in your life? Well, growing up, I grew up in a very cultural Christian home, uh, which basically means that uh, we did a lot of stuff, you know, during Christmas and Easter and things like that. But throughout the rest of the year, there was not a whole lot going on, not a lot revolving around God or Jesus or anything like that. So it didn't hit me till, till high school. I got involved in a high school ministry called Young Life and started doing stuff with them, but still living a very, living a life that was very involved uh, with the world, um, drinking, drugs partying, sex, all that stuff. So it wasn't until college that I really got the the message of the gospel um, clearly and saw that it was not just something that I made a decision one time and I was okay for the rest of my life, but it was something that I had to choose to do every single day. Um, I saw that people were living their lives for Christ and not just doing activities for Christ. So since then, God has been totally working in my life, giving me more and more responsibility, more and more leadership opportunities to just serve him and serve the people around me. And I've just been able to grow a lot and see God work in not only my life, but the lives of the people around me. Thank you so much, Tyler. Next, we're going to hear from Luam. Hi, my name is Luam. And something that happened to me that uh, has changed my life was that when I was younger, I didn't feel like I was worth pursuing. Uh, I grew up as a middle child and never really got any attention. But uh, this kind of led me to think that I had to work for everything that I had. And it wasn't until college that I realized that someone was actually pursuing me all the time. And that person was Jesus Christ. And he has definitely changed my life a lot. Ever since I first accepted him into my heart, he has been helping me to lead people with confidence and not to look for acceptance in people um, such as my friends or my family. And He's just been, uh, yeah, leading me through steps of uh, betterment in all sorts of areas of my life, and I can't wait to see what he does in the future. Thanks, Luam. Jeff, what would you like to share this morning? When I grew up, uh, I put all my trust in what I could do in my own perfection and what I could do to um, make myself look good. Um, But it wasn't until when I got to college when I realized that there was nothing I could do to be completely perfect or be completely um, awesome at everything that I did. Instead, um, I learned that only through the blood of Christ can we come into God's perfection and come to know who he is and what he has done in our life. And after I realized this and accepted it into my heart and accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior, was I able to live a life that wasn't serving myself but serving something that was far greater than I am. And even through... Um, my imperfections, I w- was able to lead a Bible study and disciple someone else and show them more of who God is. Next, we're going to hear from Emmanuel. 
my life in Christ kind of started when I was young. Um, I had parents that would go to church and, you know, I saw a lot of inconsistency in their walk. So that played a big role in my life. And I, for a long time, led a very double lifestyle. And I was good in church in front of all the Christians. And then outside of the church, you know, I did my own thing. And that led to a lot of drinking and partying and uh, things like that. Um, when I went off to college, I moved out on my own and and thought I was doing pretty well, you know, living for myself and uh, for man and other people trying to please them. Um, ultimately, I, I lost my job that I had, lost my apartment, dropped out of college, and so I just kind of hit rock bottom pretty much. Uh, I had to move in with my sister, but uh, thanks to God in his grace and mercy, you know, uh, my brother-in-law kind of reached out to me and was just like a mentor in my life and just helped me to put my trust and my faith back in Christ and just to see how awesome of a guy he really is, you know. And he's just been doing a lot of work in me and my family, you know, just restoring a lot of relationships in that aspect. And so I'm just really grateful for what God is already doing and what he's going to do in my life and, you know, what work he has for me to do in the kingdom. And I'm just really excited about that. Thanks a ton, Emmanuel. Many of the students you heard from this morning talked about a specific time in their life where they heard the gospel. And I wanted to elaborate on that a little bit more. The gospel message that changed these students' lives is so important to you today, no matter where you're at in your own spiritual journey. The gospel message is that God loves you. The Bible says that he loves you with an infinite love. And at the same time, the Bible tells us that each one of us are sinners. And we don't like that term so much in today's day and age, but it is so true. We all know that we're selfish. We all know that our actions and our thoughts don't match up to our own standards, and they sure don't match up to God's standards. The result is that sin separates us from God, just like sin and selfishness separate all friendships. In that condition of being separated from God, man is truly hopeless, both in this life and for all of eternity. There is no hope of the abundant life that we all desire in this life, and there is definitely no hope on our own of an eternity after this life in heaven. The Bible tells us that the only thing that we can expect in our sinful state is to be separated from God forever in a place that the Bible defines and calls hell. That's not good news. There is good news, though, and the good news of the gospel is that Jesus Christ was God in human flesh. God became a man to relate to us on our level, to live a perfect life here on this earth, to live a life that none of us could ever live, and at the end of that life, to die and to pay his life as a sacrifice for all of ours, to pay for all of our sins. The Bible literally says that he nailed our sins to the cross so that anyone who would put their trust in him could have eternal life. And that's the message this morning, and that is the message that changed these students' lives. Jesus Christ is real, God is real, and he desires to relate to you not based on your perfect performance, but based on his own and based on his payment for your sins at the cross. You can receive Christ, as the Bible describes, through faith by prayer. The Bible says that receiving his gift of salvation is not a result of our works. It's not a result of going to church every week. It's not a result of just reading the Bible more or praying more. All those things are good, but fundamentally we can receive Christ and the salvation that he offers by simply putting our faith and trust in him and communicating that to him in prayer, asking him to come into our lives and to be our Savior and Lord. You can do that this morning by simply saying, Jesus, 
I know that I need you. Please forgive my sins. Please come into my life. Take over the driver wheel of my life. Become my Savior and Lord and make me the kind of person you want me to be. And the Bible says that if you sincerely put your faith in him, at that very instant you are adopted into his family. And you can expect an abundant life on this planet, not one free of problems or pain, but one that is abundant and full of purpose. And you can expect an eternity with him in heaven. I hope that you'll take that step today. If you're looking for a great church to visit this morning, and I would encourage you to visit a church this morning, why don't you check out First Baptist? They meet on the corner of 3rd and 11th, and they'll be meeting at 1045 this morning. I hope you'll give them a shot. You can get all of our previous shows at godsolutionshow.com, and I hope you'll check out godsolutionshow.com and let us know what you think. As we always say, an open mind, honest heart, humble disposition, and diligent search always lead to Jesus. And that's my hope this morning, that you'd find Jesus just as each of these students you heard from today have found him. Thanks so much again for listening. Have a wonderful Sunday. Hi.